name is Chelsea Peretti. And I feel excited about being Conan O'Brien's friend. I'm not buying it. I'm totally, there was, it was the delivery. The delivery was mm. way over the top. Should I do another take? Nope, we're going to go with that one. Okay. <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are going to be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are going to be friends. Hello, it's Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I'm Conan O'Brien. Usually I say welcome to, but today I just said it's Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Is that okay? Well, it's true. It is Conan O'Brien. Yeah. It's yeah. like saying it's Dragnet or... Mm, yeah. uh, well, why would I use such an old reference? Oh That's, I should use a... We're going to get so many letters. No, I'm going to use a new <laughs> reference, you know, because uh, that was too old. It's Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Okay. What? You're Let's bring closer. us. You're getting closer. About? Let's bring us into the late eighties. Who, who? I'm did trying that? slowly to try. What's that? But who did that? Did like, what? What are you talking about? It's it's saved by the bell. Who said that? No one did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's gonna notice you said something different. Okay, well, so now now I made a big thing of it. Yeah. You shouldn't I, have done I that. I said it's Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and that felt a little strange to me. And then I started commenting on it. Yeah. Want to do the thing where we take it again and I yeah. tell you that I'm going to edit that first part out, but leave it in? <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely going to edit this out, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, boss. You know I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> How often have you done that? Seriously. I think every time. So you've never, anytime I've stumbled or fumbled and said, you'll take it out and you say, yeah, don't worry, boss, you leave it in. Unless it, yeah, if it's to comedic effect, I absolutely leave it in. But, but so unless it's like a, so a you lie, so you thing. lie to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know we're going to clean it up and people are going to think we're. And it's not like I rush around listening to the podcast. No, you don't. So you can get away with murder. I don't think you even know how to find it, right? I have tried every dial on the radio. I saw you at Amoeba Records the other day looking for the podcast in a rack. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what's weird? There is now a vinyl of the podcast that came out. And I realized my radio joke doesn't work either because we're on Sirius XM 104. Mm. So all of my quips don't work full circle because we're everywhere we're on vinyl we're on the radio you know what else has happened too is that you know when you ask a parent have you checked out the podcast and they go where do i watch it yeah you know that now is true because the podcast is on youtube so most people are watching it and now the parents are right this is Mm. horrible this is great yeah (laughs) how are you doing over there (laughs) i'm doing i'm doing really well sona left and made a very large sandwich while we were talking (laughs) when you guys go down this like these kinds of avenues i'm just like let them just go let them just that's why i'm constantly saying to matt before we start i'm gonna stop for a second and think about a good thing to talk about and you always say just go just go just go just go this fly by the city your goal this isn't good this This isn't good (laughs) no one's gonna say oh man what a that was a sweet treat they just served up this is a dog's breakfast it's a mess (laughs) people don't want good podcasting they want Real podcasting. Okay. Is that true? I don't know. I made that. I just made. That's like saying, I'm glad you're not a car manufacturer. (laughs) 
I'd have we to just, recall this podcast yeah, exactly, over and over again. Exactly. What do you, it's this car, hey, hey, I just was driving the car and the wheels fell off and it crashed and a bunch of people in the car were killed. I, I feel terrible and I'm badly injured myself. Yeah, this car was just, we improvised. <laughs> we just threw it together and that's real, man. I would say since I've been doing podcasting since 2006, I should be trusted. But the sad truth is I should be put out to pasture. Right, because you, you're you now a 2006. That makes you, you were in on the very first podcast where you talked about the moon landing and stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? That's the very the very early podcasts. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, President Eisenhower has died. That's the kind of podcasting you did at the beginning. That's right, Fireside Chats. Incredible. Hmm. Yeah, when they were on pods. That's right. iPods. Yeah. Which is why they're called podcasts, I never right? thought about that. Are yeah. you serious? I didn't. It's Yeah, it's a Pun on broadcast, but podcast. Yeah. And now the iPod's been gone for what, a decade? How long has it been gone for? 15 years? Mine was stolen. Really? From my car, yeah. That was me. Oh, come on. Why I thought it was funny. I smashed your window and I took your iPod and <laughs> threw it away. On. That's a prank. Isn't that a prank? Or is it just a crime? That's a crime. Okay. Yeah. I get confused what they are a lot. I pulled a prank on an old woman last night. I knocked her down and I took her purse. <laughs> no. Yeah. Did you yeah. hear about those pranksters that robbed the bank the other day? That was me. What? Yeah, it was just my friends. Oh. It was just a prank. You were wearing a nun mask. <laughs> <laughs> but you never go back and say it was a prank. You just keep what you steal? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. It's All a right. I call it a lucrative prank. <laughs> <laughs> That's my defense. I just it's a prank. <laughs> you know the way people are always doing that? They're going around, they have like some YouTube channel they're trying to start yeah. and they'll go around and prank people. And I, I just think, yeah, they'll often you look at them and go, I think that's a kind of a crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a fine line. There fine really line. is. Some of them, because they have to do whatever they can, and now some of them are, like, steal. Like They're getting desperate. They're stealing stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but they're not pranks. I think they're just, like, I can do this, so I'll do I it. I think this started out as a prank. This podcast? This podcast. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it, it grew into whatever it is now. It may still be a prank. I don't well, know. Well, the big prank is we've told you this thing goes out, and it never does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one's listening to this. <laughs> oh, my God. We come every so, day. So you hire people to drive by in cars and uh-huh. shout out the window, which just happened in Dublin. There was talk of gerbils. Yes. It's, that happened in, I mean, sorry, that, that was in Dublin. I was walking along the Liffey River and people were shouting stuff out from the podcast. And I think, wow, Gorley is just paying people. Yeah, out of my own pocket. Yeah. It's infestation. Well, really, that's ridiculous. What? I don't know that people yell that in like foreign countries. If they're like, there was talk of gerbils. Why do you make, you make people do that? And you said, do that to me. Yeah. First it was catechized, God made her. Now it's there was talk of gerbils. Pretty soon we should move on to a new one. I like there was talk of gerbils so much that I want to stay with it for a bit. And it's still one of my favorite fan encounters is when someone came up to me and I don't know where they were and they had an accent. I can't remember which country they were from. And they said, there were rumors of hamsters. <laughs> like they put it through Google Translate? <laughs> there were rumors. Of, there were room, And he said it like, oh, I've got it. There's Conan. There were rumors of hamsters. And I said, dude, you are so close. I'm going to give it to you, but it's talk of gerbils. And you saw his whole face fall. Catechai as Zeus fashioned her. <laughs> it's catechit as Corn Cob released her. Kit Kat. You should have right. just let him have it. I should have, but I'm a stickler. I'm a stickler. I'm like, uh, yeah, one of those uptight deans in one of those movies. <laughs> you are. You are, yeah. You are that guy in mm-hmm. like- um, Animal House. Animal House. I mean, I was Dean thinking Wormer. PCU. Yeah. Oh. Or old school. 
You're and a, you're that guy in old I'm a, school. I was I'm obsessed with those characters. Yeah. And uh, one of the Simpsons episodes I wrote, it was an obsession of mine that Homer's has to go to college, and his only uh, his only knowledge of college is from those movies. So he's convinced that he's like, we got to take the starch out of this dean's shirt. You know, he's obsessed <laughs> with that, and he shows up in the and I just wanted the dean to be the dean is the nicest. Oh. He's a young guy who's like, hey man, I used to you know play bass with the Pretenders. <laughs> If you want to jam, he couldn't be nicer. And Homer's like, we're going to get him and get him good. That was my obsession. So that's great. Yeah. Well, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Hmm. Well, should we do it? Should we get into the, uh, sh- uh, the old shizzo? <laughs> the old shizow? I swear I haven't been drinking yet. <laughs> what if we're laughing now and two years from now I'm in a catatonic state? Come on. And, and they're and and they're going through all of these hints with Gorley, and they're saying you didn't know that his cerebellum. Oh, I, knew. Was... I just wanted to hasten it. <laughs> this is all going to be played back for you one day by a neurologist, and both of you are going to be in the Hague as war criminals. You could have saved him when he said it's time for the sh- shizzo. You didn't know that he was bleeding into his cortex. You just laughed. And now he's dead. All right. My guest today is a hilarious comedian whose podcast called Chelsea Peretti releases new episodes every Thursday. Chelsea Peretti, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you here. I really uh, am. I actually, I, am really genuinely happy to be here. Nah, I am. I Listen. swear. There's no way to sell it, but I am. Um, I first of all, <laughs> I first of all want to thank you for your stunning portrayal of my assistant Sona <laughs> in your character as Gina Linetti oh, on uh, right. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Because I will say something: you played, you are play this iconic character, and it's one of your uh, thousand accomplishments. But you play this, you play this character who is a terrible assistant. And I swear to God, <laughs> I always thought like, this character is so much like Sona, who's been my assistant forever. Yeah. And Brilliant. Then, and then- Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> but I then there's an episode where Gina gets an assistant. <laughs> so Gina doesn't do anything. And then she has an assistant who's basically just writing down her insults, you know? <laughs> and Sona got an assistant who works for me. And by the way, is a yeah. massive- fan of yours and Brooklyn Nine-Nine Can she also- He, he. Oh, can he co-assist and also split assist me? Yes. Yes, My yes, My can. current assistant lives in Joshua Tree and he's building like a hobo camp with yurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of in dire need. Let's get the word out. He like remote assists me, and he's not good with like dates and times. That's me too. That's how I, I took. Was. It really? got so bad, and the fans got to know Sona, and they got to know that our relationship. So we did a remote once where I brought in a um, was it it was an it HR was an HR, rep was an, HR from an HR rep from TBS <laughs> an actual HR rep who's a real person and she was kind of just talking to both of us and she said to Sona what do you think your issue is and she said I have a real mental block about helping Conan <laughs> and I said you're my fucking assistant. <laughs> 
But I loved uh, when, when, because David Hopping's the guy who took over for you. Yeah. And when that episode came out, David and I were talking about this because it's just hilarious that you got an assistant yeah. and you refused to help me. That's true. <laughs> it's the long con. It's very, very yeah. clever. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, it's a very yeah. uh, incredible portrayal of something that really happened in my life. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well. <laughs> Goodbye. That's all we needed. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, my Thank goodness. Thank you for being here. Um, we yeah. have a lot to talk about because um, I am, in addition to somewhat being in comedy, I'm also a lover of comedy. And you have been your, I was looking at all the points of intersection that you've worked in, in comedy. And it's crazy how many different shows you've been involved in, how many different, like, whether it's stand up or whether you've you worked for a bit of a, a brief stint on SNL, working with people like Sarah Silverman, like you kind of kind of been everywhere and done a lot of amazing stuff. And yet, what happened with me? You know? It you're almost, here. No, this, is the, this podcast is the sign that you... Yeah. I think your point still stands. The point still stands that your career is in terrible trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's in tatters. <laughs> I need this more than you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I love comedy. I always, I think it's like my religion. I don't, I envy people who have a religious space in a way <laughs> although right. lately not as much but anyway i i just comedy is everything to me um so was it always like when you were a kid i think so i mean it kind of shifted in um junior high because i was always like weird in elementary school how weird because i'm I, usually i can beat people that say they were weird when they were a kid well i didn't <laughs> self-identify as weird let's say that first. i was listed on on like if you went to the supermarket <laughs> if someone passes a bad check it would just say like weird kid there was a photo of me <laughs> I was I was identified, not self-identified, identified by everyone as weird kid. That's how I was identified by others that way. And I didn't. And I, for example, I wrote a play called Gertrude's Revenge. Mm -hmm. And the subtitle was All Popular Kids Beware. (laughs) (laughs) Like never, never a more heartbreaking play to be written by your child in elementary school. And yet no intervention of any kind. (laughs) Also. Any child in the modern era who's named Gertrude would be justified in yeah. seeking revenge. Why would I choose that name for my protagonist? Enid evens the score. <laughs> like I chose a weird name. It was in my blood. Uh-huh. So yeah, I don't know. I just felt very uncomfortable in elementary school. Then junior high, I became I flipped weird to funny. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I started to feel really funny. What was your uh, appearance like? How did you dress? Horrific. You... Horrific. <laughs> like... Ugliest I've ever been. Junior high, I had a perm, but straight bangs and braces. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How, how do you pull that off? Yeah, well, do you go to two different salons? Fast. I did that too. Bangs grow fast and I would curl them in one like hard, shiny curl like <laughs> forward. And then my nose would be like protruding out. I was so skinny that I had no, no face to balance anything. It just looked like a piece of paper, you know, under a, a sheath of bangs. And, uh, you know, my knees were bigger than my legs. Like, I, it was just bad. Seventh grade was the all-time low. Eighth grade, it got a little better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And what are you wearing? What kind of things are you wearing? Okay, this was the era of, you know, gap clothes, big, huge plaid gap shirts, big jeans. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, kids at my school were wearing Oakland Raiders jackets, starter jackets. Mm-hmm. And Elise, you familiar with Elise Conan? I'm not familiar with Elise. <laughs> and I'm, I say that proudly. What is Elise? It's a shoe brand that was popular in Oakland in that era. 
And um, Nike Cortez, I'm sure you had a pair. Oh, sure, I'm wearing them now. <laughs> but not on my feet. Uh, uh, don't ask any questions. What? <laughs> Where's that HR lady? Yeah. Bring her in. Right. Um, hey, that's a very vague joke. No, I just love HR people. They're fun to talk they to. They really are. They're, they're a good time. They really are fun to talk to. I love it when they come and speak to me for things I've Daily. done. Yeah, it helps everyone feel at ease. We've talked, Conan. Why? Um, yeah. Well, I used to pretend to be the HR person. Oh, remember? I hated your HR person. Because what was it? Because you would just do this with your hands and you'd be like, shut up. Go have a baby, I dumb just, bitch. Like, wait a minute. I would not say that. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I would put, Who are you? I would put fake. She would say, why is there no HR here? And I'll say, I'll go get him. And I would leave and I would come back and I would... I'd be like, what's going on? Just suck it up. Yes. Just suck it up. And she'd be like, that's you making glasses with your fingers. That is not HR. HR sucks. Admit that your crimes were greater than mine. No. All right, you're fired. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you were very interested in comedy, but did you, when I was a youngster, I never thought, there's no way like this can be a living. I didn't think it was a way. Is that something you thought? I mean, unfortunately, I like wanted to be rich and famous when Mm -hmm. I was young. So Mm -hmm. I think I did have, I thought it would be easier. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I guess it is weird to want that and then achieve that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's pretty, pretty uh, weird odds. The best part about being famous Mm -hmm. is... People at the checkout line stopping you and saying to someone no. else at the checkout line who's working another register, "Hey, you know this guy? <laughs> That's, That's second. This, you know who it is?" And the other guy's like, "No, come on, think, wreck your brain. <laughs> Remember, it's the weird kid from the bulletin board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they would. I've, I've had that. That's my my nice. la- my least favorite thing would be. Oh, yeah. would be someone going, "Hey, you know this guy? You don't and think then, it's worse when they?" go up to you and go, what are you, you're from something. You probably don't experience that. I don't experience it as much because I'm, uh, no one else looks like me. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. People have either. I'm racking my brain to think of someone who looks like you so I can say it. But it's like, I've, I've said this before, but it is like if Big Bird from Sesame Street was walking through a supermarket and someone said, I know you from somewhere. You know, like you either know Big Bird or you don't. Right. So, uh, yeah. I hate the the charade of having to like supply my my uh, resume. Your resume, yes, yeah, that's stressful. Uh, but what I love is going to restaurants and having an easy time going to restaurants. Okay. I have a friend who is enraged that she won't be able to get into a restaurant, so she'll call me. Yeah. And I'll say, well, I'll I'll go with you, and I go with her, and we get in. And she's sitting there enjoying this really nice meal, being like, this is not right. This isn't fair. And I'm like, hey, then. <laughs> Amy. Yes. We won't I knew say her last we name. About. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, she'll go to the trouble of making me take her. Right. But then be enraged. This is wrong. Could yeah. I have more Brunei sauce, please? Right. Thank you. Not wrong enough. That's, I thought you were going to say that once you walk her in, you leave. And then she she eats alone. I wonder if that move works. You could start a side business. That would be a great business. Yeah. The restaurant's like, we're going to have to take that table back. <laughs> oh, no. Do you think that would work? No. You, have you to walk fake, in and you, you sit fake. with them for a second and then you say, I have to go. I have diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. No one ever questions diarrhea because no one wants to get into it. Yeah. And then they can't take that table back. And yeah. then they find out that I've been doing that at restaurants all over town. And also, <laughs> I like the idea that I'm I'm not like... <laughs> 
<laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, you know. So there'd be plenty of restaurants where I wouldn't get in. Hold for laugh. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gotta go. Let me guess, sir. Diarrhea. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that would wear out fast. The words, the words all over town. Diarrhea O'Brien. That's me. Uh, so would you say, because you, I know that you uh, stand up, you did stand up for years. Yes. Who is your influence? Who is the person that we were watching when you were young that made you, you were like, you're like, I got, that's who I want to be. I mean, honestly, it wasn't so much stand-ups. Mm -hmm. Like, I loved Gilda Radner yep, and Eddie yep. Murphy. Like, I would watch his VHS of, you know, Best of Eddie Murphy, Saturday Night Live, yeah. and Steve Martin. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I do remember watching Eddie Murphy raw with my grandmother for some reason. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, was at, it was at her insistence. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to watch it again. I'm like, no. Yeah, she influenced me. I remember Adele Givens on um, Deaf Comedy Jam, mm -hmm. Deaf Comedy Jam I used to watch a lot of but yeah i wasn't like a crazed stand-up fan like a lot of stand-ups you and i were at a a, a social function and there were a lot of stand-ups there and everyone was going on listing <laughs> the stand-ups that influenced them and i remembered i don't i can't remember what you said but i just we were going around the room and i was thinking it wasn't for me neither it wasn't stand-ups that that excited me the most yeah. it was um sketch players and comedic actors that made me really excited about comedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, lately I've really been, I don't do stand-up as much. And, and what I really think about it is uh, there's almost no one I want to hear talk for an hour straight. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a flawed art form. Okay, this podcast <laughs> this is, is canceled. 55 minutes. So we That's just get you in though. out of the wire. We're both talking. There's an interplay. You know, it's yes. like someone standing on stage and talking. It's just... It's, I always want there to be another reality to come in, so... I was so happy doing late night because I could be talking and a man could interrupt me from the audience who's dressed uh, in a beekeeper's outfit and a whole other reality could come out. That's the world I always wanted to live in. Yeah. I wanted to start doing something or talking as a normal person, but then I wanted to be stopped by either a bear wearing a diaper <laughs> or a guy pretending to be a gold miner. Mm -hmm. You know, I and then I wanted uh, maybe some tape to be involved that took yeah. us to a different reality. That was the world that I was always happy yeah. with. Yeah, I like that interplay and the whole comedy game and the playfulness of those kinds of moments. And so, yeah, I think for me, stand-up, uh, it was one of these things where I kind of love-hated it and I kind of just kept doing it and I was kind of good at it, but I never, like, you know, what I realized, like, I would get off stage and I don't feel good. But most mm. comedians I know get off stage and feel incredible about themselves. You know, they're like right. on a high. Whereas I'm like the one person who didn't laugh, the joke I forgot, whatever it is, I feel like I'm fixating on, you know. What didn't happen. Yeah, or comparing it to my best show I've ever had and it doesn't live up or, you know. Yeah. It's... I have found at times uh, when there were times when it wasn't clicking and I would almost in a masochistic way, the way you like pick at a scab or a wound, I would I'd be like, oh man, they're not they're not with me. I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this silence right now. It didn't. I found it usually wasn't the way to go, but there really? were times times I mean, when it like felt people, like it saved my sanity anyway. Yeah, it's. I think that that's what people loved about you because I feel like then it feels like we're on your team. Right. We're, we're right. relating to like yeah in acting comedy acting. I like to be the person that's like this is crazy. You're all crazy, you know? And I feel like, 
I feel like you are doing that a lot as well, mm-hmm. like surrounding yourself by insanity that you clearly imp- approved. <laughs> I was there at rehearsal. My favorite thing was to act like, what is happening? Yeah, like balking <laughs> at it. Yeah, what? no, this is wrong. And it's like, no, 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 I was at rehearsal. I was there the night before. I'm part of all of this, but I love pretending. Yeah. Uh, whereas actually a lot of the madness here is uh, is... I mean, there is no script with this, Mm-mm. but there are many times where I'm quite upset with both of you. And yeah. Many. Yeah. Most of the time. I yeah. Think. That yeah. seems to be All the secret the formula. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just raging. I was curious because you and I have a similar experience, which is you. Did you temp for a while? I did. Yes. I temped also uh, in the leaner times of my career. I was a temp. Yeah. When I was either a student or when I was working a serious job, I wasn't at all funny. I was just did what people needed me to do mm-hmm. and kept my mouth shut to the point where later on when teachers found out that I was in having success in comedy, they were stunned. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember it as a temp just doing the work. And then I was in between uh, writing jobs with my partner, Greg Daniels, who you know. Who and I then, love, yeah. Oh, well, let's just say you know him. I uh, love the guy. <laughs> you know why? Lemon cakes alone. Yes. Lemon cakes, Christmas he, lemon cakes. I did get those for a span of years. I've never gotten one from Greg. Really? No. I don't think he sends them anymore or I'm not on the list anymore, but they're delicious. He, Greg, uh, he did one of the funniest things, which is that he showed up at one of my Christmas parties about seven years ago with this giant tower wrapped in plastic of like fruit and nuts. And it's all very exotic. And I look at it and it says to Greg from the uh, sound editing team at, you know, <laughs> you know, H, you know, H and B. Uh, and Greg had crudely crossed it out and wrote, love Greg. <laughs> Making no attempt to hide the re-gift. And I loved that more than any real gift. It was so funny that he could have gotten me. Yeah, that's pretty good. One time I was at um, Aspen Comedy Festival mm-hmm. and um, I received a large fruit basket and I was like, oh my God, the festival sent me this fruit basket. And all, all my friends were like, what? We didn't get one. Everyone's like jealous and upset. And then I, my mom was like, did you get the fruit basket? And I realized it was from my mom. And it was oh. another oh. another crushing blow in a series of crushing Wait, blows. Shouldn't it have been nicer that it was from your mom? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it was like, hey, best of the fest. Here you go. Pineapple. <laughs> a phone call. There's a phone call here. Someone's saying they love you very much. Is it the industry? No, it's your mother. Then fuck it. <laughs> Send it to the voicemail. <laughs> I love you and I'll always cherish you. Is it Warner Brothers? No. It's your mother and father. Fuck! <laughs> What's wrong with us? That's terrible. I know. It's really broken. It's broken, very broken people. In the heyday of the Aspen Comedy Festival, I don't know who was running this thing, but they just threw money at it. Yeah. And I'd be in New York and they'd say, hey, Conan, do you want to come out and interview Steve Martin and all of your comedy heroes? And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd say, great. And then they'd fly me out there and they'd say, here's a, you know, here's a parka that says Aspen Comedy Festival. Diamond encrusted skis. Diamond encrusted skis. (laughs) And I'd say, are these blood diamonds? And they'd go like, maybe. Um, And uh, no, it's just, you just were like, what is, who's paying for all this? And then I guess 
some someone took over the festival and looked at the books and said, this is insane. <laughs> the books were cooked. The books were, I don't know what was happening there. <laughs> this is actual cocaine really? on yeah. these mountains. Yeah, exactly. It's actual cocaine on the mountain. And they would. there was a whole slope where you could just ski on Rolexes. And I was like, this just feels wrong. But okay, I guess I'll go. Yeah, all the affluence of yesteryear. Like every writer's room I was in, they're like, we used to eat steaks every day, you know? And like, then it would be like, uh, like even at Brooklyn, they would cross out a certain dollar amount entree. Like you could only order. Oh. Under. <laughs> no, it's funny. I come to NBC in 1993 to do the late night show. And my introduction is to go to an upfront, which is where all the advertisers get together. Love upfronts. Oh my God. <laughs> so chill. <laughs> and no one ever. Yeah. Love upfronts. <laughs> no, but I go to an upfront because they say, oh, is this new kid, Gunnar O'Brien? You know, it's, you'll see, it's going to be something, you'll see. And I, which was a terrible slogan, by the way. Um, <laughs> you'll that's see. That's the best around. Hey, you'll see, uh, he'll be something, I suppose. I don't know why Norm MacDonald is saying it, but, but I show up and, huge ice sculptures of peacocks. And then, you know, you got to think about it. it was friends. It was cheers. It yeah, was. Wow. And so giant fountains that, you know, I've heard it. I'd heard of liquid chocolate fountains, but just <laughs> craziness. It looked it was madness. And then I'll never forget when I one of the last upfronts I went to. It was a tent that was leaking because it was raining and it was a cash bar. <laughs> oh. And that was over. I want to say that was like a 15 year period, but that was just how oh things changed. And now I know, you know, now it would be like an individual camping tent and everyone gets to go inside. I don't know. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. There was a crazy time there where yeah. there were three or four networks and they would do things like I I miss this phase. But they would tell me, oh, two years ago, it was a cruise. And wow. all the advertisers were taken on a cruise and massive stars mingled with them and everybody was eating, you know, squab. I don't even know what squab is. It's <laughs> delicious. Uh, yeah, but um, it, it sounded like madness and and yeah. uh, it is uh, very, very different times. Yeah, it's like Robin Leach set up a promise, you know, in my youth. <laughs> Run, remember Runaway yes. with the Rich and Famous? And like, I watched it, I'm like, wow, like this is gonna be me someday. And then now it's like, eat the rich. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ugh. Wrong timeline, you know? <laughs> Where is Robin Leach? I'm sure he's passed on to his he's reward. He's got to be oh. buried in He's like in a, the best place in heaven. A golden <laughs> casket. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where he is. He's, he's definitely uh, He died. died. Yeah, sure. 2004. Yeah. 2018. Ah! Oh, oh, longer recently. than I thought. Oh. Recently. Wow. Well, anyway, I had the same thing where uh, there's, yeah. There was, you know. I thought Dog the Bounty Hunter died, and I used to do a joke about it where I go, Dog the Bounty Hunter died. Yeah, I know. That one hurts, or this one hurts, or something. And then someone just told me he's alive, and that and was fake. It was him at a show. <laughs> he stood up. Excuse me. It was fake. No. Can you look up oh, another death? Is this your death too. research? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Eduardo. Yes. Hey, Eduardo, am I still alive? <laughs> this is Death Styles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> Let's just spend the remainder of our time looking up celebrity deaths. Dog is with two Gs. No, he's still alive. Yeah, he's it's, still it's alive. It's like the hog. D-A-G-U-E. You know what we should do? We should turn this whole podcast into who's alive and oh, who's dead. That's a good His one. His wife died. Oh, so uh, oh, that's, yeah. oh maybe that's what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Try not to be all smiley when you say that. Eduardo. Eduardo just said that with the biggest smile. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible, tragic loss. His wife I died. was just glad I found the, inf the right information. Yeah, well, just that think was... about what you're saying. What a win for Wait, you. Okay. What a that's why that's they won't let you work at the hospital anymore, Eduardo. <laughs> Your grandpa's dead. <laughs> Eduardo, I was just happy that I had the right information. Uh... <laughs> I was excited that I was right. He is dead. You've done something that absolutely terrifies me, which is you directed. Yeah. I, I, I'm terrified of the idea of directing. Of, yeah. I feel yeah. like I've, I'm a boss. I like to direct small things, but if I was the formal director of a movie, I would be very frightened. Yeah, well, I it's weird because I I think I am sort of an anxious person. I was thinking about trying beta blockers. You ever done that? Sure. Really? <laughs> wow, you went dark. I know. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's be. Let's define our terms because I want to make sure we're defining our terms. Beta blockers are, for example. I don't know. You looking at me? Yeah. Uh, uh, Eduardo, <laughs> right? That's what, what we yeah. want to ask. <laughs> what's that? Has anyone ever died from? Wait, beta wait. Blockers? What's that? I just trying to define our terms because medicines that lower blood pressures is what it's. Defined no, by I, the I Mayo Clinic. And I, heard, and I thought of Xanax or something. Yeah. Oh, no, no I've not I done thought. that. I have not. I'll be clear. No, I've I not. I don't think it was a blood pressure medicine. I thought it was for an anxiety thing. Well, like, like, years ago, my dad told me to take it for stand up. It says <laughs> that beta blockers cause the heart to beat a little more slowly. Wow. Oh, I got to try true. it. Oh. It also says dog. The bounty hunter has just passed. Oh yes! Oh, no. Wait, no, he's back. Oh. He's back. It's this is a site that monitors his heartbeats, and it's very slow. According to Blaze research, also a person may develop depression when taking beta blockers. Whoa. Really? That's a confusing Ooh. mix. Man. Can I just say this? You yeah. brought up beta blockers. Yeah, sorry. It completely <laughs> threw everyone off. Yeah. So uh, have I taken medication for uh, anxiety and maybe a bit of depression? Yes, I have. Uh, well, I wasn't going to, I wouldn't have presumed to ask you that. I thought that beta oh, blockers okay. was more like, hey, I have a show. I'm nervous. I'll take this and it helps you be calm. I wouldn't be like, are you on anti-anxiety meds? <laughs> or like, oh, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with telling people okay, that because okay. I'm a believer in uh, people getting help. Yeah. But- no, I'm the, not. Thing, the thing I do, <laughs> the thing I do to help my uh, help me before I have to go out in front of people is prepare. I think that is the best medication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> prepare, and whenever I feel that's the thing that calms me down is if I feel like I put some thought into it and 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 uh, was prepared before I went up there. Uh oh, everyone's scrambling around in the background. <laughs> the beta blocker, they're like beta blockers, beta blockers. It was it's fascinating. New, yeah, he's it was... an apple. So what is, oh, so the, okay, the difference is beta blockers are typically prescribed to treat high blood pressure and heart problems, and they are prescribed off-label for anxiety. Xanax is a different kind of drug. Uh, benzodiazepine, that is a type of tranquilizer widely prescribed for anxiety. Yeah, developed by the Nazis. <laughs> oh, it always goes back to them. Sorry. Is it really? Well, there's a whole uh, book about uh, the Third Reich and how uh, the Germans developed the, the, the benzo drugs. It's a handwritten book by a crazy person <laughs> who lives in Vermont. It's a book I found on a park bench after I wrote it. It's actually a very uh, good and I think quite popular book that you could look up, Eduardo, so we could tell people Wait, about so it. so there's a Nazi drug now? No, no. It this was... is off the rails. I, it really I Apologize. No, you should. These are my favorite ones. <laughs> my favorite. Meds. My favorite ones are. Uh, my favorite ones are are like this, where we yeah. bounce around. And talk about Nazis. Yell at each other. <laughs> yeah, the Nazis have to make one appearance. <laughs> Always. What's it called? 
Blitz? Drugs yes. in the Third Reich? Yes, oh Blitz God. in the Third Reich. It's all about how uh, why did, why the benzo class of drugs. <laughs> why did I read it? <laughs> That's exactly what I was you like, You're in a bookstore and you're like, do, 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 oh, Blitz. Yeah. Wait. Nazi <laughs> drug makers. Yeah. Because it was all about how they were, it expl- you know, it, it, they were all fucked up out of their minds. Oh, of, on, yeah. Uh, yes, on various. Uh, and uh, the Fuhrer was uh, wow. taking a million different things. Oh. So, yeah. And so anyway, huh. wow. I'm going to get this thing back on the rails. Do you have like one of those SS jackets in your closet? <laughs> <laughs> it's not in my closet. I wear, it when, I wear it when I, it's a jacket I regularly wear when I'm driving my motor, my vintage motorcycle with sidecar. <laughs> What's everyone so mad about? It's beautiful leather. <laughs> Sona, you've written with me many times and said, cool, long jacket. But not knowing what it meant. Oh, man. Uh, SS is just, you know, little lightning bolts. So sure. I was like, oh, he likes thunderstorms. Yeah. Yes, he works with the, ele- yeah. he work- he works with the electrical company. Yeah. Right, right. No, I did not. Um, <laughs> I uh, Okay, so you see what our podcast is like. I love it. And it's a, it's a train wreck, but we <laughs> so like stupid. that part of it. Uh, yeah. Tell us about yours. Call Chelsea Peretti. I want to talk about this because... You're a delightful person. I would listen to you for hours and hours and hours. I really would. So I want to hear about the podcast. (laughs) Great news. (laughs) I've recorded many episodes. Uh, It is a reboot of a podcast that I started. I forget when, but a long time ago, like 2014, 20 Mm -hmm. Before there were podcasts. Yeah, basically. Kind of it was like the time where podcasts felt like zines and Mm -hmm. not that many people had them. Now it's like everyone's a brand and yada, yada. But um, I take phone calls from random people I just post the number and people call and it puts me into my fight or flight mode which I think is a funny place to be for me great place to be yeah yeah so I just take calls and then I I have sound effects that I play and I have topics I have an obsession with bear attack um survivors let's talk about that I love listen I have just so you think that I I I read widely and weirdly so I have read many books (laughs) I have read many books about bear attacks I am Sona lives in bear country right I do there's so many many bears in Altadena. Yeah. He, he read the, the book place. called The Third Reich Bears <laughs> Training Regiment. Yeah. <laughs> All your books somehow. One of their tired. early, <laughs> their early I, when they invaded Poland, it was mostly bears that went in. And they were all hyped up on benzos. And they were wearing long leather coats. Elizabeth Banks' movie is loosely based on Loosely it. based on yeah. the invasion of, uh, of Poland. But anyway, so uh, so what have you learned about bear attacks? Because this, uh, this fascinates me. Well, they can run around 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. What? Um, yeah. Yeah, you can't outrun. Don't out try to outrun a bear. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've learned that groups of three are statistically much less likely to be attacked than one or two people. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever walking around in bear country, bring two friends. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, the whole time I had my first run, I was like, bear attack survivors, call in. Not a smart strategy to get a bear attack survivor because <laughs> it's just statistically unlikely. You're a statistics guy. I love that you, because I come from improv, yes, I am. I know my stats. So you get that. And so anyway, this time I just searched, I trolled around online and I found bear attacks and I had my producer reach out to those survivors and see right. if they would come. So I've gotten two so far. Whoa. And so uh, they, they were attacked and they survived. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But what I'm saying is, were they, uh, are these chilling stories? Well, that's the thing that I'm like always trying to calibrate. Like, what's the 
perfect level of bear attack for it to still be funny and register comedic. Wow, very it, light attack <laughs> if it's still going to be funny. A light mauling, yeah, because there, there's a guy that that's has a light mauling. That, that's, a, that's a cuddle. <laughs> you know, a swat. But like the guy I just had, he was 17 and a grizzly bear attacked him. He was alone on a mountaintop and sees a grizzly bear barreling toward him. Oh Can you imagine? And so, <laughs> like, no, see? I, this is good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the the bear like lunged at him to kind of like see what he would to see if he would flinch, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it slapped him. That was what I thought was comedic. It actually slapped him. But keep in mind, a swat, <laughs> a slap from a grizzly bear yeah, can take big. your head off. Yeah. It basically, he said, I mean, it It actually, I hate to say it, it really did sound cartoonish. And I'm really <laughs> into sequences of actions as well as sounds. He said the bear said chomp or clack his teeth right by his head and then slapped him. So clack, slap. Then his body flew up horizontally and the bear, before he hit the ground, bites his Jesus. Yeah. Now, did he lose any limb? No. But he he lives with like constant pain. He Why kind did of he lightly let the guy said go? that. Why did the bear let the guy go? They do sometimes. They they just he they passed just, out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you know a little bit about this. No, I've read a bunch of books about bear oh, attacks. Right. Uh, and <laughs> you really have? I have. What are you supposed to do? Curl up? Well, it depends. It's there's black bears. There's brown bears. Oh. You much would you would you're better off in general uh, encountering a, a black bear. Yeah. Grizzlies are scary. They're usually not a problem. They're you know just as afraid of us as we are of them. Would you come on my podcast as yes, a bear I would. expert? Come, you know you know what I want to do. I want to come on as a bear. <laughs> we, we're talking to a grizzly here. <laughs> 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 I, I did have to ask the guy, like, would it be triggering to you if I played a, a bear growl sound effect? <laughs> That's terrible. This man was almost lost his life to a bear, and you're and, and, and you said lives in constant pain, and you can't get that out without laughing. I feel better well, now. I you figured... feel better, Eduardo. Turns out you're not the sociopath in the room. Well, we are kinfolk, you know. Um, but yeah, so um, he he listen. He came on a comedy podcast. Yeah, he so knew I what figured he, was doing. he would be all right with it. Yeah, but he was like the most kind, sweet guy. Couldn't have happened to a better person. <laughs> but the truth is, is like there's there's really nothing you can do is really what it comes down to. Yes. Unless you're holding bear spray for the entire hike. But he was on a 40 day camping trip. Oh, that's on him then. And it was on <laughs> it was on day 29. Yeah. yeah, that's why I only stay in hotels. Uh-huh. Nice hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And still, I've been attacked several times. <laughs> Offline, yeah. I'd love to on know the ele- what your favorites on are. On the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's the other thing, too, is the more you read about bear attacks, the more there is no, like, certain rule. There just isn't. They're, they're, mostly it's don't surprise them. You always so, hear that, like, for a bells. brown or a black one, you're supposed to play dead one. You're supposed to get big and make a lot of noise. Is that that's If it's not brown, true. lay Flush down. Right. Oh, that's what it is. I'm literally confusing. Yes. <laughs> if it's yellow, let it nothing. mellow. You're totally, you're totally mixing these if things up. If it's black, let it's it a stack. It's uh, yeah. metaphor or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the bear slaps, wear a cap. Uh, you know, the... Uh, that's why there isn't one thing you're supposed to. I mean, it just it varies so much. But I think the big things are make noise as you walk, which is why right, when you're in bear country, you're supposed to wear like a bell so that you don't surprise bears. And the right. other thing is For all types of bears. This holds true. It just feels like we should get this right. 
You're supposed to hit a cowbell. Like, how annoying would that get? Yeah. <laughs> like, doink, 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 doink. Then the bears attack because they really hate They're annoyed. the sound. They're like, yeah. I was trying to hibernate, and you're just <laughs> doink, 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 doink. Well, why do you also, you're not supposed to be rhythmically bopping from side you to side. You have to enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point? You got, uh, uh, uh. Uh, Jennifer Samples, who is a producer for Team Coco and a huge outdoor person, just texted me saying, black attack, brown lay down. Oh, nice. Wait, you're oh. wait a minute. You're supposed to attack a black guy? Yeah, that's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> Don't. And then, I, uh, and then, and then she put a nerd a emoji. I want to, I want, can I just say something? I want to legally distance myself. <laughs> hey, if you see a black bear and it's hundreds of yards away from you, attack it! She's, te- she's listening and Why texting me in real time. the offensive now? Let's go yeah. get yeah. all the black bears. She said, and then she, she cause she's listening to us right now. She says, yeah, get big. For the, oh. for the black bear. Okay. Get no, but, big. but what I'm saying is, I, this whole thing of you attack it attack sounds crazy to me. I, I thought it was black fight back. Well, fight black, back, back, fight also, back. Fight back is different yeah. than black. Uh, because, if, right. because again, I just don't want people listening to this and they're at the zoo and they see a black bear behind <laughs> bars and they squeeze in there and start <laughs> wailing on it. <laughs> I see you. Remember, when it's black, you must attack. No, no, it's sedated and it's behind bars. Oh, no. Like, are these official limericks from the Parks and Recreation Department? Like, who comes up with these? Yeah, yeah did they find the rhyme first? And they're like, eh, it's yeah, 50-50, but it's a good so, rhyme. Sometimes they have really good yeah. advice, but it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. So they don't tell it to you. Right. They're like, nothing rhymes with pigeon, so we won't tell people about the a killer smidgen, pigeon. A smidgen. Oh, right. You're we right. actually play this game with my son we go well when he was little we go like nothing rhymes with smidgen and then da, 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 da. and one was nothing rhymes with pony and i swear he was like three years old and he said nina simone no! <laughs> prodigy and i was wow. like holy shit this kid but i yeah wow. don't want him in the biz he, he's really into it now no six years old i'm like don't do it I really want him to be a marine biologist. That's what we all want for our children. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe our producer, Jeff Ross, admitted to me once. Uh, you know, the, for years I've been like doing a Jeff impression, which is basically uh, Jackie, uh, Mason. Jackie Mason going like, let's get some soup. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and then, you know, he's all about the business and he's all about, you know, he's reading the trades and oh, let's go. Let's, you know, let's go, to, let's go to a good restaurant. And then he told us once, yeah, I want to be a marine biologist. And I said, like, <laughs> <laughs> And then I just pic- I just pictured Jeff at the bottom of the sea, like texting different different Yeah, and the most and the most yeah little bubbles. And when the bubbles hit the surface, it's like let's get some soup. Yeah. Um, but but the most exotic rare fish in the world will go by. But Jeff is busy texting. Can they get me into Craig's? Uh, Craig's is not even that good. Don't say oh, that. Wow. You know what I love? There's, I, I know. The chicken, truffle been. chicken. I don't. Uh, that's, that's good. I've been good. to Craig's like twice, but one of the funny things is I once went, and I didn't know this, but there's the paparazzi hang yes. out outside. And um, it was hilarious because I had just come from a Robert Caro event where I was reading, uh, he was talking about his works, famous uh, biographer of Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> that's what I'm doing in my spare time. And I walk from that event <laughs> with the book that he signed for me. And I step out and all the paparazzi put up their cameras to like, oh, you know, it's Conan. Let's just get this in case he dies tomorrow. We got one. And uh, I just hold up the book 
And because they're clicking away, and because I'm holding up a biography of Lyndon Johnson, all the cameras go down. <laughs> and it was like putting up a cross in front of vampires. <laughs> I, I tried to turn my moment That's with the paparazzi into a teachable mo history yeah. moment. And all the cameras just went Did away. you ever look for it? Oh, and uh, if someone can find me holding... Yeah, I, a Robert yeah. Caro book online walking into a restaurant. It, uh, let's you can... search Conan Craig's Getty images. Mm. I think I'm very good at Google searching. I'm trying to come for your job. <laughs> My guess is it doesn't exist because I think I think at that point they all smashed their cameras. Yeah, they don't post the rejects. Yeah. <laughs> all those guys quit the biz. They all they all became missionaries after that day. Um, but. <laughs> They're all doing the Lord's work in various... <laughs> look, Eduardo can't find it. Of oh. course you can't find it. Wait, look up LBJ going to Craig's. Maybe that'll work. Yeah, yeah we'll see Lyndon Johnson there. Let's yeah. see why you keep this guy around. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because I, I, in some interview, you were talking about how you were pretty sure that when Get Out was released, you were like, you thought that... Or maybe it was just a joke. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, it's a joke, a joke, but it's a joke, but that Jordan was writing about your family. Yeah, because, well, the funny thing is everyone was like, oh, is this about her? And I was like, yeah, it's a documentary. Like, that was yep. that was a joke. But now years later, I'm like, maybe it was. Like, yep. you know, like, I would be too, like, self-confident that I'm not a monster, you yes, know, to yes. go, no, it actually is about me. It's the perfect cover, you know? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Assuming that my husband loves me, you yep. know? That is funny how the initial reaction of most people who are in the business is they want their kids to have nothing to do with it. Isn't it? Because it's awful. I mean, I, when I first started stand-up and like they would, like they, I don't know who they is, but if there was a YouTube clip online, the comments, like when I first experienced what that was like, I cried for like two hours and then you get a little better at it. It just makes you like, oh, I remember I did your show mm -hmm. and your social media team posted a photo and I was all gussied up. <laughs> you know, this is going to end badly. I was in like a sparkly dress and mm -hmm. a makeup artist took like a big swing and did like, like a, a bold, what I would call a bold eye. Mm -hmm. And one of the comments was, what is that? And I was oh. like, there's really no, no like, uh, there's there's really nothing that cuts to the quick faster than what is that? It's like three words and you decimated me. But, um, you know, so it's why would I ever want my child to yeah. experience that? That's why I don't post his photo. I mean, I've posted photos of myself as a kid and people are like, you look like a boy. And I'm like, you're you're, you're attacking a child. <laughs> yeah. So why would I ever want to subject my own child to it? You I know? think, uh, yeah, I think, first of all, I, I, I came to the conclusion a long time ago. Uh, I've had guests on my show over the years talk to me about Oh, the previous time I was on, I got some negative comments and they, they will quote it. And, I'll, and, and my it's you. It's actually you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you're, you're trolling that all your guests. Yeah. Because I want them to learn. Uh, <laughs> if they're annoying I the thought show. Helen Mirren could get better. And that's why I did it. And make better choices. No, I... I um, but my, my reaction was always, why are you looking at that? I know, but because I don't... I don't I, I, the last thing in the world I would ever choose to do. I got uh, plenty of mean things said about me back in the old days, pre-internet, when they were when it was critics yeah. saying, um, and uh, more than happy to bring up my physical flaws and all kinds of stuff. But about you're they, perfect. Thank you. But uh, but I I so I remember that at the time and thinking, oh, 
this is terrible. So the idea now that, uh, and that was just when there were just a couple of hundred critics in America who were all saying terrible things, but now there's millions of people. I I would not choose to go looking for it. I know. I mean, I don't really like I, I do limit it. You know, I've started playing Blocku Doku, which <laughs> I'm replacing a lot of my uh, Instagram time on and stuff. And I, I don't read all of it, but I definitely read some of it. I just don't have the personality where I can't read stuff like I, my movie. Like some people wrote bad reviews. I'm like, OK, I'm going to read it. I can't okay. not read it. I mm-hmm. need to like I guess part of me does feel like I'm going to learn something from it. Like your that's joke. good. That's good. You I know? mean, it, if. If you can do it, if I think there's something that I can learn, then yes, I do want feedback, but I kind of want it to be constructive feedback, not yeah, not, um, you, not what I is hope that? I hope you die <laughs> feedback because that uh, I can't do anything with hey Conan I hope you know yeah why are you still alive I can't that doesn't help me in my work right and <laughs> it helps you in your mirror work where you're just like why are you still alive yes <laughs> why am I why now, those do I? things cut deep sometimes you really it sticks with you yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I just don't have the personality of like if being that evolved. I don't know that it's evolved. I might just be to afraid to look. Yeah, I'm not saying what I'm doing is evolved. I'm just saying that's a choice I made a while ago to just. Uh... It seems it seems like you know what I don't have willpower mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways. It seems like very like puritanical that you can do that. I'm puritanical. You're puritan I'm wearing iron underwear right now. <laughs> I'm very puritanical. And every time I disappoint myself, I turn these two screws on either side, which also is a little erotic. All right, let me make sure we get the word out. Call Chelsea Peretti. Yes. It's a podcast. And I'm going to come on as a... <laughs> bear expert. Bear expert, which is a... All I know is if you see a black bear thousands of yards away from you and it's walking away with its baby (laughs) don't jump on your bike and grab a scythe and go after it (laughs) i'm coming for you bear (laughs) that just seems cruel but uh i adore you i'm so happy that you came by and uh you're always so nice you came on my show you're always hilarious and you've had a spectacular i'm glad you exist in the world that's very nice yeah let's get that online um, <laughs> that balances out. That you know, I hope. really, one of my biggest regrets was Joan Rivers used to do that show, like in bed with Joan Rivers, mm-hmm. yeah. and and I was she, they asked me to do it, and I like scheduling didn't work out, and then she died. Yeah, yeah. And so now I'm like, you really do have to tell people, like. So you're here because you thought I could go at any minute. <laughs> I <thought> you're, <laughs> wow. I thought Thank you're you. You know close. what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? This is a great booking tool. Yes, yes. We should start just putting out there, ah, Conan, we're a little worried about him. Uh-huh. Conan's oh. under the weather. Anthony Hopkins is here to talk at length about whatever I want to talk about. Because he's worried you're going to go. Yeah, yeah, he's worried I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. Well, please come, please, please come back. It doesn't please come back. And, I would uh, love to. Because I love talking to you. And um, go in peace. <laughs> We both want each other to yeah, die. Yeah, what's going on? No, go in peace. It's not... Uh, rest in doesn't peace. Mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a stone's throw from rest in peace. It's how they used to end mass when I was a kid. Go uh, in peace to love and serve the Lord. Except uh, our priest would always have... He'd go... He just supposed to just say, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And our priest was a real... like He acted like Jimmy Cagney and he jingled change in his pocket. And he'd go, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Have a nice day. Have a nice week. See you around. Wow. Okay. wow. That's the new New Testament. Do you think he was on the spectrum? I think he was on uh, Nazi benzos. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. Nazi priest.
priests. Nazi priests are the best bye, kind everyone. of priests. All right, bye. <laughs> Okay, uh, this segment is airing after our conversation with uh, none other than Chelsea Peretti. And uh, in that segment, we uh, found ourselves talking about bear attacks. Quite irresponsibly. Very irresponsibly. Yeah, that was not a good we're here. We're here to, um, to clear the air, which is that no one in this studio, especially Chelsea Peretti, but including myself, is an expert on what to do in a bear attack. We started saying some shit, but anybody who's tuning into Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend to know how to survive in the woods is a fool, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. no one should be listening to us. And keep in mind, no lawyers contacted us. We even ourselves were like, this is ridiculous. We're going to get someone killed. Yeah. We we are doing this because of our conscience. Uh-huh. Uh, we just want to make what? sure that, well, collective, <laughs> oh. the three of us together have one conscience. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Did you really read all those books on bear attacks? I have read a lot on bear attacks, but do I remember with great authority what to do and what not to do? No, I don't. Uh, do you think anybody knows now, see, but that's just what the bears want you to think. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the bears are also online putting out a lot of misinformation. Yes, exactly. Oh. They've like, got a Russian server farm working yeah. for them. They're no. typing on a computer. Grizzly bears love that whole thing of just lie down in front of the grizzly and we won't bother you. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's grizzlies sitting at computers putting that out yeah. there. The best way to avoid a bear attack is to lather yourself in gravy yeah. and lie down in front of a bear. Bring a gravy boat. Pour the gravy on you. <laughs> lay down on a large platter. With an onion in your mouth and lay still for the bear. Signed, I am not a bear. So I don't know what to do in a bear attack. And we have a producer on the show, and she's a researcher. Jen Samples does an amazing job, and she claims to know, but she said, she texted him while we were talking to Chelsea Peretti, and she said, if you see a black bear attack, which sounded crazy to me because it sounded like the black bear could be six miles away on a far ridge, <laughs> smelling a dandelion, and your job is to race over there <laughs> and start punching it. Jen Samples does, uh, she goes hiking and uh, like every weekend, she's always doing outdoor stuff, always camping. Mm-hmm. And she texted me during the Chelsea Peretti thing saying, uh, if you see a black bear attack, we can get her on the phone. Should we get her on the phone? Yeah, get her on the phone. All right, yeah, let's call her up. So my question is... What if it's a bear on the other line? Yeah. Uh, Big bear. No, and he's saying like, uh, Jen's not here right now. <laughs> all, right, we, all right, we got her on the phone here. You want to take the phone? And you can oh. hold it. Okay, why don't you hold it? I'm holding it. Yeah. Jen, Jen? Can, Jen can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jen, you're not being patched through in any kind of sophisticated way <laughs> that I would expect from Eduardo, who is a mastermind. Instead, uh, Blay just is calling you... <laughs> On a cell phone, and Sona's holding it. This I'm is what, holding it. I just said Sona's holding it. I know, but I'm it. saying, of all people in here, I'm the one who's holding it, which is a really bad idea. Oh, yeah, because you drop stuff. Okay. <laughs> you drop your twins many times. Anyway, so, Jen, we want to clear the air because Chelsea Peretti was talking about what to do in, during a bear attack. We got the sense that she didn't know what she was talking about. She induced me to talk about it. I started saying shit. But I'm not sure I'm right. And then you text in and say, when you see a black bear, attack, which sounds crazy to me. You don't attack a bear that's minding its own business. Okay. I'm not saying like go after a bear. Well, that's That's what it sounded like. (laughs) Yes. But like you want to like make yourself big and like bang pots and pans and like, you know, kind of just like 
make yourself taller than the bear? That's what my wife did when I met her. <laughs> when I met my wife and tried to talk to her in a bar, she started hitting pots and going, la, 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 la. I had to reapproach many times <laughs> over the years to get her. Anyway, well, so you're he, saying, I mean, so you're saying uh, a black bear. Now a grizzly, what do you do? Well, okay, so here's the rhyme because we haven't even gotten into polar bears, and that's a whole other bear. Oh my god, what about koala bears? Well, yeah, I don't know those ones, you know. Um, but okay, so the rhyme is as follows: It goes black attack. I stand mm -hmm. by that. Um, brown lay down, so like play dead because if you fight back. A grizzly brown bear is gonna just kill you, yep. and it's horrific. Um, and then a white, good night. So you're just screwed. Like if you uh, if you run into a polar bear, you're dead. Already. I've always heard if it's polar, go solar. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, Honestly, try and yeah, no, try and just get because it's a responsible. They're they're they are bears that respect uh, going green mm. and and being yeah. more responsible in your use of electricity. Well, you bring up a kind of interesting point, Jen. How much of this is contingent upon this this rhyme? Did they reverse engineer this? Is there science to this? Where, where are you getting your facts? No, yeah. I'm telling you, there because okay, I listen to a lot of podcasts about bear attacks. Also, I am fascinated by bear attacks, and I've spent a lot of time like camping up in grizzly bear country up in montana so i do a lot of research and i like to be prepared when i go out there obviously having bear spray is key up mm -hmm. there too but yeah i it, it's it's proven fact i think i think that's like the go-to rhyme that like the national park service and everything goes by okay. so i say so mm -hmm. so a uh, bear spray is good and also wearing the cologne jupe <laughs> <laughs> They're just Tra bottled the same, Tracy, same formula. Tracy, Tracy Morgan uh, brought me a bottle of jupe, and man, uh, I think that would work on a bear, too. Uh, Eduardo, you have some confirmation here? <laughs> yes, I can yeah. kind of confirm what Jen's saying. I went to the to NPS.gov, which is National Park Service, mm -hmm. and they say, if a black bear charges and attacks you, fight back with everything yeah. you have. Do not play dead. There you go. Okay. It says, yep. it's, and furthermore, it says, uh, direct punches and kicks at the bear's face and use any weapons like rocks, branches, or bear spray to defend yourself. So that's for black bears. Okay. If a grizzly slash brown bear charges and attacks you, play dead. Do not fight back. Cover your head and neck with your heads, hands and arms, lay flat on your stomach, and spread your legs apart. Keep your pack on. It will help, you, help protect you during an attack. Stay still and don't make any noise. You're trying to convince the bear that you aren't a threat to it or its cubs. Do not get up right away because the bear may still be in the area. Wait several minutes until you are sure you know the bear what I is gone. Myers. You know what I did? I did some of this research and I went camping not long ago and I brought a casket with me. <laughs> and when a, when a, uh, and a suit. And when I saw a brown bear in the area, I put on the suit and got in the open casket. And you hired a bunch of people to come to your funeral. I hired, nine, I hired nine people to just look sad and be around me. And they were all killed. And pick it. They were killed because they were... <laughs> I also brought food for them to eat because that's what would be happening at a wake. So they were all picking at chicken salad. The bear attacked and killed them. But I was safe. And then the bear actually stopped and crossed himself. <laughs> and then didn't he give a little speech? He gave a short speech, which is like, this was a life well lived. <laughs> and I think the... I think they did a good job on him. He looks pretty lifelike. Oh, oh. my God. Uh, and uh, he did remark that I looked paler than most dead people he'd seen. <laughs> and that was a polar bear. Yeah, yeah exactly. So anyway, uh, 
wow, okay, this is good. We just wanted to make sure, yeah. Jen, that we got some real information out. But I do want to underline that when Jen said, if you see a black bear attack, what she meant is if the black bear has attacked you. Do not oh, yeah. start searching for black bears and and then randomly just punching them with, you know, with your fists. That's, I think, a terrible <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, let's make that clear. That is not what I'm saying. Well, it's I'm what it sounded it like. It sounded you. like... <laughs> If you can find a black bear, punch him in the back of the head. <laughs> Go find him. Thank you, Jen, so much. Also, of course. Don't, don't koala bears have like yeah, gonorrhea? Gonorrhea. Yeah. So yeah, that's, they do. What's the rhyme for that? Well, but definitely don't lay down and spread your legs. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Come on. I'm just picking up the other advice. Okay. Spread your legs. That's what you said about the brown bear. <laughs> spread your legs. That's just what the bear wants. If that bear's done any time in prison. Oh, Why did man. anyway? Uh, okay, well, thank you very much, Jen, and I'm of glad course. that we were. Happy to you, help. And you know what? I think we were responsible here. I agree because sometimes people get confused. They're listening to a couple of uh, comedic fools talking, and they might, uh, you know, misremember later on. I think the lesson here is listeners should come here for their nature facts from here on out. Yes, mm. if it's polar, go solar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize again for this podcast and uh, it should be stopped and we will stop it eventually. Take care. God bless. Conan O'Brien needs a friend with Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian and Matt Gorley produced by me, Matt Gorley executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao and Jeff Ross at team Coco and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf theme song by the white stripes incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering and mixing by Eduardo Perez and Brendan Burns. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 669-587-2847 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.